0: Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Susan's calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Marsha from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. But well,
2: Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now,
0: ladies and gentlemen, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello America, welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA, 146 affiliates strong, thanks to all of you in our listening audience. Our producer today, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Kerry Hall, this is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened talk shows throughout the United States. You can go to our website if you want to listen to one of our shows on a podcast or tell somebody about it, that website is americashealthcareadvocate.com, America's Advocate Advocate.com. There's a ton of information up there. A whole series of videos are up there talking about different health insurance products and issues, things that may be of interest to you, association plans, Medicare, individual. All of it is up there on the website, America's Healthcare Advocate.com. You can also send me an email from that website. I get about 200 a day. So, as I often say on the show, I don't answer each one the same day, but I do answer each and every one of them. So, feel free to reach out to us if you have a problem. We're happy to help you anywhere. In the United States, even Guam. Yes, we do get emails and call some Guam every once in a while. comes kind of surprising, but we do. So if we can help you, feel free to get a hold of us. And today we have guests in studio. You can call 877 385 2224. If you have questions or you need help with something, our operators are standing by. They will take your calls and we will get back to you after the broadcast. Once again, that phone number is 877 385 2224. Operators are standing by. We'll get back to you after the broadcast. If you you have an issue or something we can help you with feel free to give us a call all right we're going to do a really interesting show today it's taken quite a while to get this pulled together but uh, matt doherty from life flight eagle the business development director has put this show together for us today we have in studio with us doug and susan davis Doug had a stroke on December 10th, 2017. We're gonna tell you that story. Actually, we're gonna let them tell you that story. What happened, how quickly, and this is really the key to this whole story, and you're gonna learn why here in a few minutes, how quickly they reached out and got treatment and why. And then, obviously, Doug and Susan are sitting directly across from me. Welcome to the broadcast.
1: Thank you. Thanks.
0: Great to have you here. Matt, you've done this once or twice. so I have. It's great oh, to be back again. What, what, have you been, what Is this about our fifth or sixth year you've been doing this? It has. It's been about five years, absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's been a long. Yeah, I've been doing it with Life Flight, I think, 10 years. So that's that's quite a while. So the story today is going to focus on stroke. And why is this important? You know, we've done some shows on this before, but it's, it's really a big issue. It's a lot bigger than a lot of people think it is. There are eight... 100,000 strokes a year in the United States. 800,000. One every 40 seconds, if you can believe that. That's hard to believe, but it's true. Um, and it is the third leading cause of death. And I think that's one that probably really surprises a lot of people. You know, the secret to this whole issue is recognition and treatment. And I'm going to ask Matt to talk a little bit about that. But I want to go back to that for a moment, the third leading cause of death. And what's sad about that is that doesn't have to lead to death. As I'm looking across the table at Doug, who has recovered and sitting here doing this radio show today. So it all has to do with how quickly and recognizing the issue and how quickly uh, you get someone to treatment. And, you know, again, it's important to understand, as I said, the third leading cause of death, someone dies from a stroke every four minutes in this country. You know, Matt, that really is sad because We were talking off air a minute ago about your um, great-grandfather having a stroke and having to live with those conditions for a number of years uh, because the technology wasn't there and the treatment wasn't there. But that is completely different today, is it not? It's very different. You know, a stroke is no longer a life sentence. Um, uh, A stroke is something that
3: if it is caught soon enough, um, there are many, many different treatment options. But those treatment options are very time-dependent. And what I mean by that is your ability to survive the stroke or your ability to to return to life as normal, um, rather than having to be paralyzed like what my grandfather was um, for the rest of his life. That, uh, that depends on how quickly you're able to um, receive the appropriate treatment to, to care for your stroke. Um, so for example, um, one particular treatment has a two-hour window, so there's only two hours from the time that symptom onset until you have to receive this drug in order to be able to be eligible for a candidate for that drug. Um, and. Uh, it's, it's just so important. And so that's really why it's such an important thing to Lifelight Eagle because we fly, uh, strokes are one of the biggest categories of patients that we fly. And the reason is we're getting those patients to those large healthcare facilities where uh, that drug can be administered and we can help save people's lives and, um, and, and allow
0: them to return to life as normal. You know, I had one of the uh, leading doctors in, in the Kansas City metro on the air one time, and she, uh, she treats stroke. She's now at the KU Medical Center, and she she described it as Drano and rotor rooter that the drug was Drano, and going in and pulling out the clot was called rotor and I thought that was, it certainly got through to the audience in terms of what she was talking about, but, mm-hmm. you know, she talked about why that this time frame is so critically important if you're going to reverse these conditions and give somebody the opportunity to live a full and normal life, um, like we're looking at Doug across the table today. That's right. You know, a stroke
3: uh, A stroke is either a blood clot um, that has gone in and, and lodged in the brain, which then is killing your, your brain cells. Um, thousands of brain cells per second are dying as a result of that. Um, and then the other type of a stroke is actually a hemorrhagic stroke. And that's where a blood vessel has burst and is then cutting off the circulation in the brain. And so one of the very important things that they have to do is to make sure that they're treating the right type of stroke. And again, that, that type of um, treatment is only available at those large uh, healthcare facilities where they can um, determine what is exactly. Um, what type of stroke you're having, and then to apply that appropriate
0: treatment. So 800000 a year, someone dies every four minutes. Talk a little bit about the recognition process, because one of the great things about this story that we're going to hear today is how quickly Susan recognized what was going on here um, and, and was able to get Doug, who was a volunteer fireman, Treatment immediately, and and that time frame had a lot to do with his ability to sit here and do this radio show today. So talk about that whole recognition issue, and what are we talking about there? Certainly, um,
3: a, a stroke can can be very obvious, and as you'll hear a little bit uh, later on, um, Susan immediately recognized Doug's uh, that Doug was having a stroke. But the symptoms can also be uh, much more subtle, and so um, what we encourage people to do so many times you're feeling funny, and you um, just think, you know what, I'm going to go to bed, and I'm going to I'm going to sleep this off. I'll feel better in the morning. Um, and the reality is, by the time you wake up in the morning, if you wake up, if you wake up, if you wake up, you're you're no longer going to be a candidate for some of those uh, procedures that uh, or those medications that can help to reverse that stroke and return you back to life as normal. So we always encourage people: if you're feeling funny, if you feel like something's wrong, don't go back to bed. This is not something to mess with. This is a life-altering condition, uh, a life-threatening condition, and um, you need to be seen immediately. Call nine one one right away and get
0: that treatment. So, yeah, and it's really interesting you said that because I've actually had uh, clients of ours on the insurance side who have done exactly what you just said, had mild symptoms. We're going to go through those symptoms in a minute. Went back to bed, got up the next morning, fortunately, okay, and had greater symptoms and then decided to go to the hospital. And it was like, really? You know, the thing to do was get to the hospital immediately where you could receive treatment and either reverse or stop the process from getting the worse. Talk about the the symptoms that we should look for to recognize if someone is having a stroke.
3: Sure. And again, these can be uh, both very obvious or they can be very subtle as well. So the acronym to remember is FAST, uh, F-A-S-T. So the first thing that we look at, uh, the first part of FAST is FACE. Um, Is there a facial droop or um, is someone feeling numb? on one side of their face. Um, And another thing to remember about this is the person who's having a stroke may not realize that they're having a stroke. Oftentimes, it is a loved one or it's a coworker who identifies that something's not right with this person. As Susan did. As Susan did, exactly. But so to look at the face, is there a facial droop? Is someone uh, maybe drooling out of one side of their face? Most of the time, a stroke is going to present on one side of the body. And so you need to look for that. The second is arm. Suddenly, an arm won't work right or hands won't work right. Something is off with the arm. And one of the tests you can do with that is raise um, someone's arm up and see if they can control that. Um, If not, that's a very good indication that something is not happening right. And then speech is the third part of FAST. Is someone able to speak? A lot of times um, they they will try to speak and it's just mumbo jumbo coming out and they don't realize that something has happened or they may be unable to communicate at all. And then the the T part of that is time to call 911. Uh, so if you see, it doesn't have to be all of these symptoms, but if you see any one of these symptoms, it is time to call 911. Again, that's the face, look for any facial droop, any trouble moving the tongue, anything like that. Um, look for any arm drift or in, uh, loss of loss of strength in an arm, uh, speech impediment of any sort, and then call
0: 911. You know, and don't be the one who says, well, it's not, you know, it's not really that bad. We'll wait and see how you do. Right. You, you, that's the last thing do. It's you not going to get better. In fact, no. it's, it's going to get or it could get, get worse. significantly worse. And, and, and as we'll learn in the story, Doug's did get worse when he got on a life flight helicopter. The good news was he was on the life flight helicopter and you were communicating with Research Hospital Stroke Center. And that was what allowed you to get him there in a timely manner and and actually save his life. So when we come back from the break, we're going to ask um, Doug and Susan to start telling the story. It is extremely compelling. Um, You'll be surprised to hear what they did and how they did it. And as I said, he sits across from me in the studio today uh, and is able to tell the story because she recognized the problem and did what needed to be done to get him to care immediately. You're listening to America's healthcare advocate broadcasting here on the HIA radio network. Coast to Coast, across the USA. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Doug and Susan Davis that are going to tell us their story. <music> Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting Coast to Coast, Across the USA, here on the HI Radio Network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, America'sHealthcareAdvocate.com. America'sHealthcareAdvocate.com. Lots of information up there. If you got a question, send me an email. If you need help, send us an email. We're happy to help you anywhere in the United States. Our producer today, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to visit with Doug and Susan Davis. Uh, Doug suffered a stroke in December of 2017. We're going to ask him, and we're going to ask Susan to tell. the that story to start with, and then we're going to talk to Doug about where he's at today and what what he remembers about the whole situation how it occurred. Also in studio with me, Matt Doherty from Life Flight Eagle um, here uh, put this show together today for us to talk about. You know, this is a critical, critical uh, uh issue that we need to deal with in this country and we need to pay attention to it and the single biggest thing i can tell you if you don't take anything else away from this show today recognition 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 you heard matt go through it um it's called fast i'm not going to go through the particulars of it we'll do it again in the show a little later but you've got to pay attention to the situation if you're going to understand it the other thing that's critically important is how fast they got dug to the hospital you know why because they had a Life Flight Eagle membership, that's why. And they flew Life Flight Eagle from here in Clinton, Missouri, or excuse me, Adrian, Missouri, to Research Hospital in Midtown, Kansas City. So the website, if you want a membership, is LifeFlightEagle.org, LifeFlightEagle.org. The phone number is 888-601-4913, 601 4913 I am a card-carrying life flight eagle member have been for the past 10 years so i can only tell you that uh, you never know when you're going to need it and you're not going to get a phone call the day it happens it's just the way it is all right susan all right, you guys were watching a football game yes. on a Sunday. The yes. Chiefs were pounding the Raiders yes. to death, hopefully, if I Definitely. remember correctly, right? <laughs> yes. And and you had friends over. The yes. friends got up to leave and tell the story.
2: Okay, he just went out the door. Doug saw him to the door and turned around. And of course, that signals nap time on Sunday afternoon for us. So when he turned around, he sat back down in his recliner, and immediately—I mean, as if you flipped a switch—immediately. He started, his speech was so slurry, I, I couldn't understand a word he was saying. And he, with his right hand, he was pointing toward his left side, and I couldn't understand anything. So he, was he saying,
0: knew something was going something.
2: on. Something, He he, but sign, you know, signals, right. I didn't know what was going on. I thought he was just goofing with me. And so I got up off the couch and said, what, what's the matter with you? And I looked him in the face, and he was, he was drooling out of both sides of his mouth. And his speech was un. understandable I couldn't understand a word he was trying to say and I said you're having a stroke that fast just that just I I I worked I told Matt that (laughs) I had worked in a nursing home so I've seen all kinds of patients right who didn't have that opportunity as he said technology but I said you're you're having a stroke and so I said "I I need to call somebody since he's a volunteer firefighter and has been for and a has been time. for a while yeah, yeah several years and i he had the fire radio there but i never used it he did so i'm trying to find a phone i'm doing this all within seconds sa- i'm thinking i know time is of, a, of an essence and so i picked up his phone and he had called our fire chief gary disney uh the night before and so i thought okay i can hit recent and hit him and find out if this is really what's going on which i was almost certain it was and i I talked to Gary. I said, Gary, Doug, I think Doug's having a stroke. Can you come and check? And immediately, when you say stroke, our fire chief says, let's get a helicopter. And so he immediately... Get the lifelight eagle. Get the lifelight eagle eagle is what he got. And we have another firefighter who's a neighbor, and he had called him on the radio and said, go over to 516, is Doug's number, and said, go see, check out the situation, assess it. And so he was there in just less than a minute because it's just, we're out in the country. And he he looked at me when he came in he sat down in front of doug and talked to him a little bit tried to get doug to respond doug did say his name he did say his name i don't know how he got it out but he knew who the guy recognized him and he looked back at me at the door and he said he needs to fly and i said let's get it done whatever we got to do let's get it done and so when he called back to gary disney he, he said the helicopter's in the air and wow. So, and yeah. And so.
0: Now, Adrian is how far from. We're sitting in Clinton at the helicopter base doing the show we're, right now. So you're how far from. We're here? 20
2: miles from. Har- this is Harrisonville. Or Harrisonville. Yeah. Right. We're 20 miles <laughs> south of Harrisonville. Okay. And we're out in the country. Right. And then we're at least an hour, at least, depending on traffic. Oh, from, yeah. It, from it takes pay, a good hour from, to get out. From, here. from research. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. And so uh, I knew. This is this is you know then we have a helicopter pad in Adrian about, it's about two miles from our home, and uh, but they didn't land it they landed in our front yard.
0: But you said you, you live in the country. We live in the country. <laughs> There's a good reason to be in the country when you have this situation, right? They yes. landed the helicopter in your front yard. Yes,
2: yes, and and by the time all of the ambulances and the firefighters and everybody <laughs> got there and got him prepped and on the gurney, the the helicopter had landed. And they rolled him down and and, and put him in the helicopter, and they took off.
0: So the Adrian Fire Department responded. Oh, yes. Okay, they came to the house with paramedic. Yes, um, yes. And immediately started mm -hmm. treating him. Yes, getting him
2: on the gurney, getting him ready to fly. Okay. He had to... And,
0: and then by the time by the time the life flight eagle helicopter landed he was ready to go he was and he the was. life flight eagle folks took him yep. out and put him on the helicopter yep,
2: yep. he was they, they rolled him right out there and, and put him on the helicopter gary was with him actually the firefighters the, i don't think the 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 people got off of the helicopter they when they landed he they was ready, ready go. he was ready and they rolled him right into down to the helicopter and and uh, Gary told him, he says, are you going to be okay, Doug, or whatever? And, and uh, he said, it's going to get really loud. And, and that was all that Doug remembered from that on. And they put him in the helicopter.
0: You know, we've done a lot of these shows over the years. We've done a, quite a few stroke shows. This has got to be the fastest I've ever seen anybody get a helicopter to a
3: scene. And the neat Auto- thing the neat thing about this was it wasn't even our closest helicopter because our Harrisonville really? helicopter was yeah. already in the air with a patient. Yeah. And so um, because Chief Disney had made that call immediately, He didn't wait for paramedics to be on the scene. He made that call immediately um, and so I uh, gave our Clinton helicopter time uh, to take off and get here and make up that difference between uh, you know not being the closest helicopter yeah. and still we able to arrive there in a timely manner to yeah. get um, to get Doug going so that's this this their case is just a perfect example of excellent coordination uh, right. from the rural fire department <coughs> from yes. um, Bates County EMS um, yes. who came to uh, came with the paramedics on scene and uh, and then getting Doug on the helicopter they had him prepped and ready to go so we didn't have to do a whole bunch to work uh, ahead of time, and they got him to research. So I, I look back, the, the entire, f- the, the flight was 22 minutes from the time they lifted off from mm-hmm. their front 22 yard minutes. until mm-hmm. they landed on the helipad at Research mm-hmm. Medical Center, which is a comprehensive stroke center that could do all of this treatment for him. It was 22 minutes. And and as Susan said, you're looking at, uh, that's compared to about an hour mm-hmm. uh, in a ground ambulance. And so mm-hmm. that could have made a very significant difference. Well, in his that
0: plus the fact that you're talking to research while you're in the air, That's yes. is, right. Yes. telling them, here he comes, yes. here's what we've done. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not Going to tell this part of the story till we get to the next segment because we're almost out of time in this segment. But he had another event on the helicopter. Two of them. Um, uh, two of them. Okay, mm-hmm. Susan. So mm-hmm. w- when we come back from the break, uh, I'm going to ask you to talk about that and then I'm going to ask um, Doug to talk about what he remembers because I'm amazed mm-hmm. to hear that he was able to even speak, mm-hmm. even it was just saying his mm-hmm. name mm-hmm. At, when he was actually going through. So he knew what was going on. Yeah. And that, 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 I, I, yeah. I, I want to hear what, what, you know, what, what what he remembers of that process and what it was like so you know at the end of the day the point is this um you know susan recognized what was going on she knew what to do and they got help there as quickly as they needed Mm -hmm. to get that help there and get doug on that helicopter Life flight eagle and get him to research medical center but we come back from the break we're going to continue the story um i'm going to ask susan to talk about the second half of this what happened when he got on the helicopter and then we'll ask doug to tell the story of what he remembers this and how how is he doing today well you're going to find that out stay tuned you're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HI radio network coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com americashealthcareadvocate.com you have a question send me an email I'm happy to answer it our producer today Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host Kerry Hall coming up in this segment we're going to continue this fascinating story and conversation with Doug and Susan Davis Doug suffered a significant stroke in December of 2017 right after he watched the Chief and Raiders game we've also got in studio with us Matt Doherty from Life Flight Eagle who put all this together today you know you heard Matt say this I want to reiterate this to you folks okay 22 minutes. How much of a difference did it make getting him there in 22 minutes instead of an hour and 22 minutes or an hour and 10 minutes? How much of a difference did it make to the doctors at Research Medical Center that they were able to treat him? And as he sits here across me today, and you're going to hear from him, what a difference that made. You know why? Because they had a Life Flight Eagle membership. The phone number for Life Flight Eagle membership, 888-601-4913. 888-601-4913 the website lifeflighteagle.org lifeflighteagle.org Matt the annual membership for a whole family is $59 for an entire household you know and I keep telling them they need to raise that price but they won't do it I don't know why (laughs) but it is and I've my, my wife and I've had that membership for 10 years all you lake travelers out there back and forth to the Ozarks back and forth to Table Rock all these other places okay it's summer all you hunters come fall Um, You might want to think about this. It makes a lot of sense. That $59 is for the whole family, not one person. It's not $59 a month. It's $59 a year. Average life flight costs about $30,000 to fly that helicopter. So think about that. Okay. And insurance doesn't always cover Um, the cost of that, and if they do, it may be a limited amount, and I can tell you because we do this for a living, okay, there's also that big fat deductible and out-of-pocket you get to pay if you don't have this membership. So understand what a difference that can make for you. Mm -hmm. Lifeflighteagle.org, you can sign up online or call them at 888-601-4913. Okay, so Susan, the story wasn't over. You got him on the helicopter. Now, you're not in the helicopter. You're going by car, Mm -hmm. okay? So what happens when he gets in the helicopter now?
2: Well, when we didn't know this until after the fact that when he got on the helicopter, the the nurse and the, the medical I don't know what paramedic the, paramedic on there lost him twice and brought him back. And my daughter and I were in the car on in transit to research, and I didn't I didn't know how they do. That. I don't know all the procedures. This was right. all new to us. And so on the way, uh, I get a phone call from the doctor. In the ER at research, asking for permission to administer the blood clot busting medicine to Doug. The
0: Rotor Router. The Rotor
2: Router. He had the Rotor Router <laughs> because the, the doctor then not, told us. I'm sorry, the Drano. The draino. sorry. The way Drano, yeah, that's Drano, yeah. right. He yeah. had the Drano because <laughs> when we got there, the ER doctor told us that he was not a candidate for the Rotor Router. Right. And so we were very thankful that there was all that technology available to get permission to administer the Drano or whatever they call it the busting medicine because that was very instrumental in in him being here today and and we my daughter and I like said even you talked about the time limit it's more than an hour because an ambulance I've been in one of those doesn't drive as fast as a car to get to the hospital they are slower and so we can go 70 or 80 miles an hour however fast we need to get there but the ambulance can't quite cruise that fast but anyway we got to the to the hospital. And the helicopter was already there. We went in, and, and the doctors were still working on him at the time. And we waited for them to come out and share with us. And they said, they actually, their prognosis, even when they landed, wasn't very good. One of, one of the doctors didn't give us very much hope. But the other doctor said, you know, the next 72 hours are critical. So that that time element is, I mean, it's part of that fast. And so that time is so... So key in a, in a stroke situation.
0: You know, what do you think would have happened if he, you had not gotten Life Flight Eagle there? Let's say you'd have put him in a car, and, and oh. he would have been having these two events as you're trying to get him yeah. to the hospital. No, no,
2: he, he would not be with me today. Yeah. He, he would not be here. No. If, if they almost lost him, and they're professionals right. knowing what to do, and here's wife driving car. I would not know what to do when you're driving. You just, you just want to get to the hospital. Right. And so... So Whatever.
0: knowing, you know, recognizing it's one thing, knowing mm-hmm. what to do about it after you recognize is a whole different deal. Right. And keeping
2: your cool. Yeah. So many people go to oh. pieces when in a, in an emergency situation. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know why I didn't. But anyway, yeah. I didn't. And and had kept my frame of mind about me and said, okay, that you're having a stroke. Let's get this done. And uh, And like I said, everybody, even though I might have recognized it, even all of these other people moving quickly in what they had to do made a big difference made, a big difference. made Doug, a big difference how
0: much of this do you remember do you 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 spoke your name after you walked back from the door and sat in the in the lounge chair how how much of this do you remember happening
1: well, i remember adrian firefighter coming in i i recognized him and said his name
0: and then after that do you do you remember being in the helicopter and getting to, none of that so that, that that was not... No, a...
1: I just remember the chief saying, okay, it's going to be really windy and it's going to
0: be really loud. <laughs> was it windy and loud? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you remember, and do you remember at all what happened on the helicopter at all,
1: Doug? I remember getting to research and they put in some kind of helmet on my head that they were doing a scan, I'm sure. To it's... see, maybe see where the clock was.
0: Right. And so um, once you got through the treatment they took they, I assume they took him to the stroke center right he was
2: right there in research oh, yeah. He,
0: yeah all right and, they, the, they have, and so they took you to the stroke center and, and they administered the medication um, when did you start to feel like you were coming out of this and 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 starting to gain your cognitive ability back
1: probably when they moved me to my room in there on the rehab
0: floor so that took a while
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: okay so was, how long was before they moved? Into he was in trip? he
2: was in intensive care for six days. Six
0: days. Yeah. Holy cow.
2: Yeah. They said that they told us the next seventy two hours were critical if there was no brain swelling or bleeding. That uh, you know because they said you know of course they tell you all of the from the worst scenario to the best. And so they said, if the brain swells, we have to cut the skull open to give it room. And mother and, of God, yeah. And so you know, we're telling not, y'all, not that, a pretty picture. No, no, no. And so we're, you know, we're just trusting the Lord for whatever comes, you know. But we just a lot of a lot of prayers were being said for this man. And, I'm sure, and for the family. And and they said uh, that we we every day we made it through. Of course, my daughter and I we slept in the in the uh, waiting room or the whatever <laughs> wherever we could find a place to cr- crash. And, but he was in ICU for six days, and he couldn't. They, he had a, a tube down his throat, right. a respirator, and he had a feeding tube. And so he didn't. He couldn't say anything. He couldn't. Uh, but he could. If the nurses asked him a question, he responded with thumbs up. So he he did understand what they were asking him. Even though he couldn't respond, he would give them a thumbs up if, you know, they'd ask you, are you okay? Are you comfortable? Are you, you know, and he could he could give us thumbs up. But, uh, yeah, he, he probably didn't really remember too much until after they moved him uh and we left ICU for six days and then they I called it the transition floor. I don't know technically what it was, but they he still could not stand or get out of bed or really wasn't too conscious most of the time. Because, you know, just from being
0: So this was a this was a big this was it was massive a massive stroke. Yes mass. it was it was okay. a massive not <laughs> yeah. this was not a you know and they had mm-hmm. two events on the helicopter getting to the hospital. So mm-hmm. you know as I'm listening to all this so, you know, because we've had people do the show that walked out of that hospital seventy-two hours later. No. right. But no. thi- this, this was, was
3: far greater. Mm-hmm. This was this is what would have been a, a non-survivable stroke not not very long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the th- the complications that that she's talking about that can happen. Um, that that's why you have to be in that comprehensive stroke center to get those types of treatments. Mm-hmm. Because yes, that that medicine uh, called TPA that we're, we're we're calling the the drano um, uh, can can save your life, but it can also kill you if it's not done. Right. Right. It's a a very, uh, very delicate um, medication and procedure um, that they do. And that's why you need to be in those those big hospitals that. Well, research has a
0: very specific program Mm -hmm. for this Mm -hmm. that has a stroke center. Mm -hmm. So when you're rolling in there, you've got doctors that are dedicated Mm -hmm. to that particular uh, uh, diagnosis, that particular discipline that -hmm. are going to immediately know what to do uh, Mm -hmm. to treat Doug. And that's one of the reasons why. Um, I've you know, read the story, but I didn't realize six day, days in ICU, yeah, that was that, six that, days that was significant. So, so what was the rehab process like?
2: Well, then, see, with six days in ICU, they moved him up to, I call the transition floor, for six more days, and that's where they started beginning to help him get up out of bed. And he got I got rid of the feeding tube, and they actually put one a feeding tube in his stomach just because another thing that happens with the stroke patient is the they can't swallow right and so we were glad that that was not an issue he did have to go through the process but he could swallow fine and so then we went down into the to the rehab floor and that's where things started happening
0: Jeez. So basically what we've got sitting across the table from us is living there.
2: P- absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah, That's
0: exactly what we've got. If mm-hmm. you want to learn more about Life Flight Eagle, uh, you know, th- there's a reason why this man is sitting here and we're having this conversation today. The website's lifeflighteagle.org. The phone number is 888-601-4913. $59 a year for a membership, folks. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across USA. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more and wrap up this story. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocates. You're broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. Our producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're visiting with Doug and Susan Davis. Doug had a massive stroke December of 2017. Sitting across the table from me today, minor miracle or maybe a major miracle depending on how you look at it uh, that he's actually here and with us Um, a lot of that has to do with the good people life flight eagle also has to do with his wife who recognized what was going on and acted immediately Um, i want to thank matt doherty for getting these folks together for us and let us tell this very compelling story Um, doug how are you feeling today and and what kind of rehab treatment are you going through and all of that
1: i feel pretty good other than i'm
0: tired a lot I have
1: therapy three days a week. Now, when I was in research, I had therapy three times a day. Holy cow. (laughs) That must have worn you out. (laughs) But when I first got there, it used to take about three people to get me out of bed. And by the time I left, I could get out by myself. And I didn't have any trouble feeding myself or swallowing. Everybody said I kept my sense of humor. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's something. It that probably helps a lot, huh? In that situation, and
1: I, d- I still had good memory. Maybe not of uh, of everything that happened while I was ha- having my stroke, but. Yeah.
0: but still, you, you you knew what was going on, and obviously, if you're giving them thumbs up and mm-hmm. uh, able to talk, so so, are you, you're obviously you know you've you've got to be <clears throat> pleased. Um, you know you said it was funny you said in in the second segment when you had two doctors one telling you things mm-hmm. were going to work out maybe another telling you they weren't going to work out
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, obviously they, they, there was a lot of doubt about whether was. or not he was going to pull out of there this thing. There
2: was. He went through some rough waters that, like I said at the time, I didn't know about. I didn't know about him, the two episodes on the helicopter, but uh, he was a total of eight weeks. We were six more weeks after the the six days in ICU, six days on the transition, and then there was uh, four more, eight weeks total, six weeks he was in, in rehab, and uh, he made a lot of progress. They were just amazed at how well he could do
1: Important thing is you got to realize what you can do,
0: not what you can't do. Mm-hmm. I like that.
1: Yeah. focus on what you can do. So
0: right. you focus on the positive side, exactly. not the negative side. Exactly. Well, that has a lot to do with it, doesn't Absolutely. it? it has Absolutely. has a lot to do with it mentally.
2: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. They all, the nurses, I think, drew straws to see who got to have him as their patient that day. <laughs> <laughs> because not all of the patients yeah. were quite so cooperative yeah, as I, Douglas. I think if
0: I'd have been there, <laughs> they'd to see who didn't have to <laughs> deal with me. <laughs> the day, and they had a few that like that, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they had without, they, not, not without a doubt. You know, Matt, again, I want to, you know, we're going to wrap it up here, but I want to go back through this again. I want people to get this because this is, you know, now, I, I, people need to understand how serious this is. 800,000 a year, 800,000 people a year, one every 40 seconds, third leading cause of death in this country, and someone dies from one of these strokes every four minutes. So this is a very significant issue.
3: Not, and not to be morbid, but to, to put a point on that, 15 people will have died while you're listening to this show. Uh, from a stroke mm. and wow. so um, take this seriously if, you, if, if there's nothing else that you take away from today um, it's think fast and it's it's that's that that acronym um, for face look for any facial droop um, any drooling anything like that um, uh, face going numb um, something like that look for loss of arm control or loss of hand control um, if you lift someone's arm up are they able to control it and bring it down and move their fingers appropriately and that kind of thing um, speech are they able to speak normally are they slurring their words Um, Again, look for any drooling or uh, anything like that. And if you see any one of those symptoms, it's time to call 911. Don't Mm -hmm. fool around. Don't take them to a hospital yourself. And Um, don't go back to bed and think it's going to get better the next morning. Absolutely don't go back to bed Mm -hmm. because, again, time is of the essence when it comes to a stroke. And your ability to recover and return to life as normal, even if you have to go through the rehab and and all of that kind of stuff, to be able to be here and and be with your family and um, to, to return to life as normal, um, depends on time. And so going back to bed is, is the very worst thing you can do. Don't don't try to sleep these symptoms off because it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, you know, and it, it, it's it, it's that and it's also having the right people in the right place at the right time. Right. Um, and, and I'm going to ask Susan here in a moment about her, you know, what, what she would say to this audience about that particular issue. But the, the ability to get that to get, to get doug from here to research where they had specialty care that deals specifically with the, they've got a stroke team deals with this knew exactly she's in the car going down there they're calling her telling her do we have permission to give him the drug mm-hmm. so which means he was already there and there. had already had a cat scan they, thank you that's my right. point they, he said they put a helmet on him he, he knew what they were doing they were doing a scan Okay, so th- that's how fast that occurred. Right. Um, and he had a massive stroke. And, uh, you know, yet y- you, you hear him talk today, and he sounds as normal as you and I. Um, and ability to, you know, as he said, he focuses on the positive, what he can do, um, and not what he can't do.
3: Absolutely. So, uh, again, a stroke is not a death sentence. Um, just use, use this acronym, uh, think about it. Um, a lot of times it's not the person who's having a stroke that recognizes it. And I can't tell you how many times it's a coworker, it's a spouse, mm-hmm. it's a family member. Sometimes it's a child mm-hmm. um, who is the person who recognizes uh, that something's yeah. going on. So,
0: grandpa, grandma, something's wrong. Teach, mm-hmm.
3: teach, uh, teach kids to dial 911. If, if, if you're feeling weird or you see somebody who is suffering any of these symptoms, uh, call 911. Don't, don't mess with this stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Susan, what would you say to the audience? I I had,
2: he had every one of the fast symptoms, so it was almost a no-brainer for me. And it's not always that way, but just be aware of it. Just know all of those things, and, and when something strange starts happening, don't ignore it. Just yeah. get, get with it. That, that time is so important.
0: Yeah, it is. And, you know, um, I wanted to do this show today because I wanted to get this message out. We've done these before, but this is very compelling today. I think it's important for all of you to understand the issue and how to deal with it. Um, you, you know, I'm going to close with this. It took 22 minutes to get this man there, 22 minutes on that Life Flight Eagle helicopter. So him sitting here today... They saved his life. They got him there in 22 minutes, and that made all the difference Mm -hmm. in the world for him to be able to sit here today and have this broadcast with us and tell the story so you know lifeflighteagle.org is the website i urge you go up on that website get the membership it's 59 dollars a year it covers your whole family you can call 888-601-4913, 888-601-4913. they'll be happy to help you uh, buy it for your family hey if you're the grandfather grandmother and uh, you know buy it for your kids family okay so they have it and they have it in place because like i said you're not going to get a phone call the day that you need that ride on Life Flight Eagle. It just doesn't happen that way, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, the website, lifeflighteagle.org, the phone number, 888-601-4913. Membership is available, $59 a year. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Matt. Thank Thank you. you. Great show today. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I'll leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein. The one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting here on the H.I. Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Mm-hmm.